Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to Slip the Picks, episode four, where we bring you everything you need to know heading into a weekend full of betting on the Premier Lacrosse League. Today is Friday, July 1st. Happy July Fool's Day to everybody. I'm Jordy from Barstool with me. As always, we've got Dukes and Billy Football on the mics. Boys, uh, it was a great weekend in Baltimore, a great weekend here, and our good pal Jake Marsh on a couple of close calls on those Saturday games. Uh, how are we feeling as we're heading into the final week before the All-Star break in Minneapolis? Bill, you go first. You know, you I deserve think, this. I think the league's in midseason form. We're finally seeing teams really, like, getting their shit together. I mean, you have offenses functioning at a high level and the defenses are kind of clicking. I think, like, if you're someone who's rooting for the league and we've sat next to, you know, we sat on President Row twice, uh, no big deal. But uh, you see people who are rooting for the league. And this week that they had in week four, huge for the league. Close games, competitive games, exciting games, um, and huge uh, upset with the chaos and the water dogs. So it was a great week for the league for people who are a fan of growing the game. So from that aspect, I'm excited to go into week five. Billy, I'm not going to lie. I was like, wow, like what, that was a great intro. Like he's like clicking on all cylinders. And then when you said that the water dogs had a massive upset over the chaos, it's you hate the water dogs. It's crazy. Know, but like, just like my, even anymore. my brain is so polluted that I think the water dogs are terrible. And I mean, like in my mind, the chaos are like amazing. So that's an upset in my brain. It's, it's not a good brain, but it's just what it's clicking. That, that's fair because the chaos did win the championship and they were the yeah. favorites coming into this year. The water dogs continue to get disrespected after shit pumping the chaos and being the number one team last year. So look, uh, water dogs, I'm going to start putting the W's before the do- water dogs, I'm going to make a, like, I'm soon enough. I'm going to make a push to become the owner because it, they have, there's no respect in this league for them. I can I get the documents because they're unsigned. We could just put our names in. <laughs> I just, I, I think, I think subconsciously though, it is a little bit interesting. Um, you know, so for anyone who's watching this on YouTube right now, uh, Dukes, your, your hat is you're wearing a water dogs hat and it was forward before we started recording. It just so happened that right before we got to recording, you turned it around backwards, maybe a little Freudian, like maybe, I, I don't know what it is there, but it just seemed like you didn't want people to know that you were riding for the water dogs like that. Maybe just somewhere in the back of your mind, you know, that this team is full of frauds. It's something that it's something that could probably take a therapist to unpack a little bit. I'm not, I'm not going to say, but it is interesting. You know, it, it it seems like you're, you might be overcompensating a little bit for the water dogs. Granted, they did have a great win against the chaos in Baltimore. Um, Yeah. I mean, definitely a weekend where we saw a few teams really uh, separate themselves from the rest of the pack. And then a few teams and especially the chaos really separate themselves towards the bottom. Like in my brain, the chaos were a good team that were losing games, unfortunately. Like they like they are a good team. They just kept losing games. And that's why they have, you know, oh, they were 0 3 going into week four. Water dogs were just a bad team in my brain. Like in my in my brain, the chaos were a good 0 3 team, whereas the water dogs were just a bad 0 3 team. So in my brain, I was like, the water dogs are, you know, the chaos are finally going to get their first win, but the water dogs had a statement out. Uh, I'll be a lot more 
a lot of times I'm more wrong than I'm right, but I I kind of freaking nailed my season predictions. It like so far, if we're looking, we're one week before the All Star break. You know, we got this week coming up in Minnesota, but the three teams that I was high on coming into the year: Atlas, Whipstakes, Chrome. Top three odds. I said if you don't, if I said if you like the chaos, wait for them to lose a couple of games. I said they might go own three, own four, then take them. They're at plus nine fifty right now. If you still like the chaos, um, that's on the Barstool Sportsbook, by the way. Bet responsibly with the Barstool Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call one eight hundred Gambler. And then the cannons, who I said are fucking awful, dog shit, dip of the dog, plus nine hundred on the Barstool Sportsbook. So, yeah, um, the the Dukes was right. The Dukes was right. Chance aren't starting just yet, but the parade's going to be pretty spectacular. <laughs> I was I was getting very excited for the dudes was wrong chance going uh in oh, that, man, I in, saw in, that in that cannons chrome game i mean what a game we were treated to the first game that jake marsh gets the call on the season uh and and we were treated to a great one there i mean uh you know cannons and chrome that was that was the crease dive bowl right there and you know for a while i mean that the offense for the cannons that that lyle to asher connection is going yeah. to be so dangerous moving forward. The longer that those two guys play with each other, the longer that they get used to each other, it is going to be so incredibly dangerous. And they had the Chrome just on the ropes. I mean, they had a, uh, you know, they had like a big, big third quarter, but then, uh, you know, just that, that fourth quarter rolled around. I think the Chrome ended up outscoring cannons like seven to two. I want to say in the fourth quarter, um, huge comeback, obviously when you have Connor Farrell winning a bunch of faceoffs in a row, you make it a, make it, take it game. Uh, they tie it up game goes to overtime and then big Mike messenger scores the OT game winner. So, uh, Dukes, your, your Chrome, they, they advance. Not only are they 4-0 on the season to start off the year, but they're also taking that top spot in the polls uh, with that plus 14 goal differential. So, uh, you know, I was I was very excited to dance on your grave. And turns out I got, you know, just decleated and my dancing shoes came flying off by that comeback <laughs> from the Chrome. So, yeah, I, I don't know. People who follow me, I wasn't really active on Twitter Saturday night. We watched the game Sunday, Monday, but my sister got engaged. Congrats to her, her, her and the future Yonsei, future brother. But I was at the engagement party and I start getting a tweet notification from Jordy and I see the score of the Cannons Chrome game. And I was like, I'm putting my phone down. I'm not letting this ruin the vibes of the day. Like, I don't like dance on me tomorrow. Don't dance on me today because I'm dancing mm-hmm. on the dance floor. And when I got the other thing where you just said, sorry, you're so lucky, like basically Cannons won. I was so relieved. I like immediately just put, put back a uh, tequila shot because I was like, Jesus Christ, that was like much needed victory. Uh, but yeah, that was, we said it though, the Cannons, like in this league, you'd be the worst team. Like you suck, but again, you're really good. Uh, so yeah, I like, and it, also with the Chrome, are they pretenders or are they contenders? I think, I think this is the week we find out. This is a real judgment day for them against the Atlas. Agree. I would, I would, I would agree with it. I think that right now, based off of what they've done, I'm, I'm willing to consider them to be contenders even before we get to this. I think that this will be a, a real good test of whether or not like they'll be playing in Philly for the championship. Um, but I mean that that first win of the year over the Archers, like that's a that's a good it's a good program over there that they got to win over. They spanked the Redwoods and and held them three goals. Um, I know that we've been 
a little bit back and forth on the Redwoods. Um, Billy, Billy, I actually, where, where did we leave last, last week's episode? I know that they were the Deadwoods for a bit, but did, did someone say that they were going to be revived this week? Yeah. So I like the red, I feel, so looking on the Barstool sports book, I love the Redwoods money line plus 125. I love that bet. I think that's great value. And because the archers, I feel like are one of those teams that their record doesn't really um, reflect how good they are. And the Redwoods are on the opposite end of that. And I think the Redwoods could pick up a win easily on Friday at 7 PM plus 120 plus 125 money line. That's like, I have two bets that I really like this week. And that's one of them. Yeah. So, I mean, like the Redwoods have had points in this year where they've looked really bad, but they've also had a few points where they've looked perfectly fine. Um, you know, and then obviously they had that, that win over the chaos, but um, so, I mean, Chrome taking down archers, Redwoods um, they've also beaten the water dogs who do, cause you think that they're the greatest team that's ever existed on planet earth. Um, and then, you know, being able to come back in the fourth quarter like that against the cat, like, I, I think that the Chrome have done enough in their four games so far this year where they're contenders, and then I think that this this week's game could be a really solid uh, championship preview. Dukes, so, both hands are up. Yeah, I'll get to the water dogs in a little bit. I'll, I'll try to keep the flow synonymous, but <clears throat> with the Chrome, so I think that they're like in a really good spot, and I think they're ahead of schedule. I'm going to compare them to the 2019 Chaos, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the first season. The chaos won the regular season. I did not think that they would win it all that year. I thought they were just a little bit of pretenders. Turned out to be right. This year, I think the Chrome were going to make noise. I think that Chrome fans will be like proud to like be Chrome fans. Be like, oh, we're top three seed going to the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. But I don't necessarily see them holding the trophy at the end of the year. But again, this is playing both ways because if they win the trophy at the end of the year, if you don't think that I'm going to be standing proud and saying I was right the entire time, you're fucking crazy. Anytime that I can say that I'm right, I'll scream it. Um, but yeah, I'm leaning towards a little bit more pretenders, but I'm ready to jump into the weekend. All right. Well, uh, yeah, so that brings us. So these games get going. Uh, we've got a, a full slate for Friday and Saturday. All four games this weekend will be on ESPN plus. So maybe you're heading to the beach for 4th of July weekend. Maybe, you know, you've got fireworks, you've got parties, you've got whatever. Great news is all you need is your phone. You can stream them all on ESPN plus. So we've got four games coming up. Uh, these games are in many. So, We've we've got a we've got a late one on on Friday night because of time zones. I hate time zones. Despise time zones. If there's one thing in this world I could get rid of, it would be time zones. Uh, but these things get going Friday at 7 p.m. Billy, you already touched on this line a little bit, but we've got the Archers taking on the Redwoods. If you head on over to the Barstool Sportsbook uh, right now, the spread Archers minus one and a half. If we're looking at money line, Archers favored at minus 159. Redwoods at plus 125, and the over on under on this one set at 24 and a half uh, Redwoods had a really good game, really good showing last week against the whip snakes. Uh, they always do. It's a, it's always a great game. So hopefully that's something that they can build off of. Uh, and the archers, they also dropped a one goal loss 
to the Atlas last week. So both teams just missed out on grabbing a win, uh, but they kept their goal differentials pretty close uh, heading in to start off the weekend. Uh, Billy, you've already kind of talked about this a little bit. Uh, Was there anything more though that, that has you feeling like it's going to be a big time Redwood, like that those trees are growing again. Well, I feel like this is definitely going to be an overs game. Archers always put up points. Um, and I think Redwoods are going to try to keep pace with them. And I, I like to see that. And I think it's going to be over 24 and a half. Hopefully Redwoods money line. It's just great to root for a money dog. And I think this is the one because the Redwoods are going to be looking for a win. Um, they've had success, but now I think this is how they can take themselves and, you know, definitely sort of save their season. Another must win for the Redwoods. And I think this is the one to keep them alive. Yeah, Oops. so uh, I think that this might be – I'm going to label this I, – I keep fading the Redwoods, which I fucking hate to do, but I think that my best bet might be Archers minus one and a half, which – look, when you – and I love the over in this one, over 24 and a half. If you look at last year in the past two matchups that the Archers and Redwoods had, last year won 15 to 12, and then in 2019 the playoffs won 16 to 12. Uh, Archers won 15 to 12 the last time they met two times ago in the playoffs. Redwoods won 16 to 12. Look, the thing that impressed me the most about the Archers was, first, everyone knows how dangerous their offense is. They got the number two defensive efficiency in the league. And last year, I was saying, who cares about their offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency, when you can't win any faceoffs? They lost the faceoff battle to Trevor Baptiste last weekend, like 86% to 14%. Something, or, let me get it right, 83, 83 to 17%. So the Atlas absolutely dominated face-off X. And what the Archers were able to do was every time they got the ball, they score. So with, with the Redwoods, I think the disparity between, one, I'm not really impressed with the Redwoods' defense as a unit. And then when you look at Troutner, he's, he, he's due for a big game. I don't see it coming right now. I honestly think that there could be a goalie problem coming up because I, he's, he just stinks right now. I don't think there's really any way to really hide it. I mean, he's an all-star. He was one of my favorite goalies to watch in the league. But I think that I'd be doing a disservice to the fans, to the listeners, if I didn't tell you that Timmy Troutner stunk at lacrosse right now. And will he bounce back and will he talk his shit? I hope so. But right now, I, I just don't see it. I think the Archers are going to chew up this uh, Redwoods defense. And but even when you're looking at like, – I don't want to show on the Redwoods too bad, but like that's the Web States. They, they played very well back – very very well um but again troutner didn't look spectacular i don't really think that the losing face-offs to td is going to bother the archers too much so yeah i like the archers and the over in this one archers minus one and a half over 24 and a half also the archer they were able to then uh move uh justin Inacio back to the 25-man roster this week so they'll have a little bit help at the face-off stripe um yeah i mean totally agree like troutner Again, it's not it's not something that you want to say, but it's just something. Listen, we're, you're in the biz. It's the media bit. Yeah, you got it. You got to tell it like it is. You got to call it how you see it. Tim Troutner has had a very rough start to the season, um, but I do love what you said. Where like water finds its level, he's due for a bounce back game. I I could see it being this one this weekend. Um, I was just really impressed. Like just the overall, the um, you know just just how 
evenly paced the Redwoods offense was last week against the Redwoods. I mean, you, you look at that, uh, that, that score sheet, you know, Charlie Bertrand with three points, Ryder with three points, Sergio Perkovic with three, uh, Jules, Matt Cavan and Rob Pinnell all had two. So, um, you know, a lot of guys doing, you know, a, a, a little bit. So not, they're not just focusing on one guy having a huge game and that's how they're going to win games. Like it's just spread pretty evenly. Um, so I, I like that to be the same thing heading into this week. I think that that was a game that they could build off of. Obviously, again, there, there's a weird energy level that rises when it's whip snakes and, and redwoods. So yeah. maybe that won't quite be a factor in this one. Um, but I'm going to go with Billy on this one. I, I, I like, uh, you know, I, I like at the very least, Redwoods plus one and a half, but at this point you might as well just take them on the money line. Um, one more. I mean, thing. yep. Go ahead. I just want, or the when you said I would like to take Archer's money line because I do kind of agree with that, but the value is all over the place. With wait, did like I half. did I say Archer's money line? No, 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 no. Say, you okay, said Redwoods okay. plus one and a half. Like I would okay. it, when I take the favorite, I kind of like I think they're going to win more than I think they're going to cover. But again, with the value and everything, I always just take the minus one and a half. That's just for gambling brand right there. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, now, next up, the second game of the weekend. This is a 945 start. So it's a late one. Uh, you know, maybe just throw a couple more Red Bulls in the mix on, on your Friday night. We've got the Atlas and the Chrome, two of the top teams in the league. Uh, Atlas, they get a, a nice gritty win over the Archers last weekend. A um, couple of just like insane goals in that game too. Like the, um, you know, the Eric Law crease dive shot. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that, that's got to be a new logo. Um, the Jeff Teat one-hander, like that was just, just nasty stuff. Uh, so the Atlas, they were definitely feeling it last week. And the Chrome, they're, uh, I mean, they're four zero. They're buzzing. I, I thought that maybe last week would be their, uh, you know, may, maybe a, a bit of a, a drop back game. Turns out that they, uh, I mean, it was it was trending that direction. Then the fourth quarter rolled around, and this team proved that there's there's no quit with the Chrome back. So um, this is going to be a real good one for Friday night over on the Barstool Sportsbook. We've got Atlas on the spread at minus one and a half. Uh, that's valued at plus one twenty, and then the Chrome at plus one and a half, valued there minus one fifty five on the money line. Uh, both teams even at minus one thirteen, and the over under on this one set at twenty three and a half. Uh, Dukes, how 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 you feeling about your Chrome heading into this big time matchup against the Atli? I'm going with I love the Chrome Chrome back season, but I I, I love that Atlas just a little bit more. They're, they're my team. Uh, this is year two with me kind of rotting rotting those those wings. The face-off battle should be pretty even, but look, I think that Trevor Baptiste is the MVP right now. I think that mm. he's just on another level compared to everybody else. Mm. So I love – I'm going to take Atlas Moneyline here because I think it could potentially be uh, close. But look, the Chrome have a lot a lot of one-pointers, right? What do we say every episode, Jordy? We said that Jack and Cannon inside is one of the best goalies in the league. I think 10, 10 yards inside, one of the best goalies that you can have. So I think that this kind of plays – into his hand but at the same time that makes me love the under i I think that they're trying to beg you to take the over right here i love the chrome defense um i think both these goalies get very clean saves um you can see a lot of transition but i really do like atlas minus one and a half and i like the under um yeah billy got it got any takes on this uh on this game um 
I agree with you on Trevor Baptiste. I think that he's going to play a huge role. I don't know if Connor Farrell is going to be able to stop him. Connor Farrell is more of a jam guy. I think Trevor Baptiste is way more of a finesse guy to let that get to him. Um, I actually like uh, gambling wise Atlas by one and a half plus one twenty. I like that bet because it's way more value. I love plus signs and I look for the ones I know are more possible than not. And I think you will have a larger goal differential with Trevor Baptiste, like putting the press on and just going, hopefully goes over 50, over 60, and then just like maintaining possession. And, you know, like that's where you're going to see these, you know, the difference between close games and blowouts is possession and Trevor Baptiste being there, I think is going to cause there to be that three, four goal differential instead of just a shootout in overtime. Yeah. And when you're even looking at the faceoff percentages for them, uh, shout out Joe Keeks, but Trevor Baptiste wins 73% of the clamps. And when he wins 73, when he wins the clamp, he wins the faceoff 87% of the time. Mm. Right below him is Connor Farrell. So you're, we're going to see, you know, what, what is it? Water finds its level. You don't really know. Something's got to give. So we'll see. That'll be interesting. Interesting. And when, when Trevor loses the clamp, he gets the ball back 47% of the time. So that's just look, something to look after. Mm. And then I'm looking at, when you look at the over-under, something that I'm, I've been starting to look at is how teams do in transition. Because, <clears throat> look, push the pace in this league. You know, I think one of the things that you see with, I think Danny Rastia made a great, great point. You look at a team like the Cannons, they have so many inverted attackmen that they lose so, so much in the transition game. They give up so many goals in transition because they have so many offensive-minded players that don't really know how to get back on defense. So with the transition, um, Atlas are one of the best teams offensively in transition, and then defensively they're one of the best teams to stop transition. When you look at the Chrome, uh, they – aren't that good at stopping the transition offense. So that's something you might want to look after if you're looking at the, uh, at the total. So I like, again, I like Atlas minus one and a half and the under uh, 23 and a half. I uh, wish I could keep this one interesting, but I, I'm just going to tell you guys on, on, on these picks, Billy, I feel like uh, right now I'm just going to be telling your entire card. Um, I, it's it's going to be an unbelievable game. Um, great stats, Dukes, uh, way, way to, way to bring the heat on those ones right there. Um, I mean, just, just, but like pretty much everything that you could ask for in this league is, is what we're going to get out of this game. So, you know, you've got young stars, Jeff T, Logan Wisnowskis, Brendan Nick turn all over the field. Um, two really good goaltenders with, with people's goalie 2.0, Sean Scannone, um, and Kim Cannon. You've got two of the best faceoff guys in the league. Um, you know, a couple defenses who are really, you know, that I'm sure that the offense, gets most of the recognition, but both defenses can certainly hold their own against anybody in this league. So um, it's going to be a great game, but yeah, just because of the value, uh, it's, it's the only plus sign on the card for this one. I'll, I'll keep rolling with Atlas minus one and a half, um, but certainly would, would, wouldn't mind seeing uh well, actually I would mind seeing it because it's going to be so fucking late. Um, so I probably won't be awake for it anyway, but wouldn't mind, seeing a replay of the overtime uh, the next morning. And then that'll bring us right into Saturday. Uh, so the first game on Saturday, this gets going at 6 p.m. Uh, we've got the chaos sitting at 0-4. This, this right here could be 
this this could be a make or break game for the chaos season. I mean, you don't want to head into All Star Weekend at zero and five with only five weeks left to go in the regular season. Obviously, it's not like they'd be math. Whoa, speak much. Not like they would be mathematically eliminated from the playoffs since you know seven out of the eight teams get in there. Um, but they're really going to put themselves behind the eight ball if they go winless into the All Star break. And they're taking on the Cannons, who I mean, Cannons aren't doing much better. They're sitting at one and three. Um, and I'm pretty sure that uh, I, I want to say that they are sitting in. Yeah, so they're in seventh place right now with a goal differential of minus fourteen. They looked pretty good for the most part through three quarters, really through like one half against the uh, the Chrome last week. But it looks like Lyle and uh, Asher are finding their way together. So heading into the Barstool Sportsbook, you're looking at chaos on the spread at minus one and a half. That's valued at plus 115. Uh, Cannons plus one and a half at minus 148. Moneyline, you're getting chaos minus 115. Cannons minus 110. Over under here set at a cool 23 and a half. So uh, Billy, how you feel about the chaos's chances of finally breaking through and getting their first win of the season? I do not like and so just looking at this game, I don't like anything on there. And I'm an honest guy. I don't like anything on there. This is like this is a toss-up because you have a Cannons team that is clicking. You have their offense clicking finally and all their weapons coming together. And you have a hungry chaos team with a defense. I mean, just maybe my brain is, you know, still biased from their championship run, but Blaze Riordan is one of the best, like is probably the best goalie in the PLL. So it's anyone's game. It really is. I can't really see where this goes, um, but I do think this might be an under game, but you know, it's really anything can happen here. This is one of those ones where I, I really don't know what's going to happen just because like there's so many different pieces. There's so many different storylines. This is a toss up. So Dukes. when you're looking at so from they, they put up the stats just from training camp in training camp and they scrimmaged chaos one eight four and last year chaos won 14 to 10. You can basically throw like any stat that I could throw at you to try to lean you one way or another, it's bullshit because really this chaos team had one one game together. I like chaos to win and to cover in this one, leaning the under, but here's what I will say. The cannons, like I said when I during the last preview, they aren't they give up a lot of their goals in transition, right? A lot of goals. Like I think let me read out Dan's stat. Okay, so he said the cannons have surrounded 42 transition shots this season, most in the league. Second most is archers with 38. Nobody else in the league is over 26. So they're not gonna give up too many shots in transition because the chaos, they play that box style six on six settled offense. So I, I agree with Billy on the under 1,000%. Couldn't agree more. I think this is going under. You got Blaze Reardon. You got Nick Morocco, who I think is a great goalie. But if the chaos lose this game, you're starting to look at a troublesome locker room. Not because like they're not a tight-knit group or whatnot, but because heads are going to start to scramble. You got all-star break coming up. You're not going to play together for another, what, two, three weeks? So you're not going to have the continuity of your offense flowing then you're looking at, oh, we, we're going to even make the playoffs. 
uh, with like score differentials and everything. I mean, we were alluding to it in week one when the chaos were pulling Blaze Reardon out of the cage and giving up empty netters. We're like, you're going to need to count on these goals later on. So I really think that this is a must, must win for the chaos. And I think that they have the locker room to get it done. And I think that they have the coach that can fire them up. So I'll go, I'll go chaos minus one and a half. And my best bet in this game is the under. Yeah, I'd say it's it's probably a shame that we're going five weeks, all-star break, five weeks. Like if if we were into the all-star break right now, I think that'd be the best thing possible for yep. this, for this chaos. It would give all those bandits guys enough time to like rest, get away from the game a little bit, come back, rejuvenated, and then figure out a way to take it on from there while they still have six games left to go. Five <clears throat> and five, a little tricky to do. Um Interesting side story heading into this game. So Jonathan, Jonathan Donville uh, released from the chaos to the player pool gets picked up by none other than the cannon. So um, I mean, the cannon, like you have to put him in the lineup right away to let him play against the chaos. Um, Donville coming off of a great season with Maryland after he transferred there from Cornell. Uh, he was the first overall pick in the NLL draft. I mean, this guy can ball give him the chance to go out there and get a little bit of a revenge in his, uh, you know, in his season debut, I think would be huge. And I think that that could definitely be a difference maker. You get a little bit of a pissed off Jonathan Donville going out there. You get Lyle and, and Asher doing their thing together. Um, I think that that's going to be, you know, because again, like you look at the way that Asher plays big body can get himself through poles. like can do really whatever he wants on the field that, you know, would be an advantage for the chaos had they not be going up against, you know, such a physical Dodger like Asher. Um, there's nothing you can really do to stop Lyle. So like that defensive strategy for the chaos, like where they kind of thrive, not really going to be as much of an advantage to them in this one. So you really have to hope that blaze has a big game. Listen, as, as much as you hated saying, um, you know, that Tim Troutner hasn't been having a great season. Blaze has been having a perfectly fine season. He hasn't yeah. been bad, but he hasn't been like best goalie in the world. A lot of that is like, what, what more could you ask from him? Because he's getting shelled with shots, but still like eventually, like you kind of have to just like steal one and he hasn't been able to do that yet. Um, so like you really need a blaze is going to steal this game game out of him this week. I don't really see uh, see it happen. So I, I like the cannons in this one. Um, don't love them, but but like the cannons in this game. Can I? And I do agree. I think that this is a matchup nightmare for the cannons because especially the face off battle, which I always like. I'm like, if you get the cannons' offense, their touches, and you let them play their six on six game, they are a very talented offense. But I think the face off and possession battle is going to be right down the middle, and I think that this could be a nightmare a nightmare for the chaos if uh, the chaos offense doesn't click and they need, they need those guys to click immediately. Yep. Um, all right. And then that brings us into our final game of the weekend. So we've got an eight forty five start. We've got the whip snakes taking on the water dogs. This is a rematch of last year's semifinal uh, Dukes, your water dogs heading into that matchup after, you know, they were coming off a of bye week after getting that first seed into the playoffs. Uh, they get matched up with the two time reigning champs and the whip snakes made uh some decently light work out of the water dogs 14 to 10 in last year's playoffs. So uh, this is a revenge game that we have to close off the mini Minneapolis weekend uh, on the Barstool Sportsbook. We've got whip snakes 
minus one and a half on the spread. Uh, over on the money line, we've got whips minus 186, water dogs plus 145. Uh, over under on this one set at 24 and a half. Uh, whip snakes coming off of a huge Matt Rambo breakout game of the season. Um, still working on, on getting Zed kind of integrated into that offense again. And then obviously the water dogs coming off of a big time spanking over the chaos last week, uh, 18 to nine big Connor Kelly game. I think that, uh, you know, he's really coming into form at this point in the season. So water dogs and whips Dukes, your, your, your dogs are barking. They're ready to go. How do you feel about them heading into the all-star break? So when they matched up early this year, look, the, I said it, the face-off disparity in the last game, 85 to 15, was insane. I think that the Water Dogs have a ridiculously talented offense. I truly do. I think that they just flow very naturally. I think the midfield unit's starting to come on a little bit. And I, I just, Ryan Brown, what, what more can you say? And I mean, the Sowers curse is now over. So I think he got Michael, Mikey Powell 2.0 back at X. Uh, I think he, he's with the two-man game that they got at GLE allowing Ryan Brown to switch off his defender, get enough time to shoot, score. So <clears throat> this is tough because also I don't know who, who the fuck's going to start in cage. Who the fuck is going to start for the Water Dogs? Is it going to be Dylan Ward or is it going to be Matt DeLuca? How will Dylan Ward do in his first game back? Are they just going to give him the all-star break just to kind of find his flow, get in cage for two weeks, see shots? Um, so that's just – that's why I'm not going to touch the total, but I like the Water Dogs. Uh, I, re- I, I do. I think that DeLuca had a great game last game. Uh, I think that these guys are just fine in their groove, which I think we saw last year around All-Star break uh, with these guys. So, yeah, give me give me the dogs in a revenge game. Give me the dogs in a revenge game. Dogs money hand, line. Hand, hand up. I blanked that they had already played this season. So maybe the revenge game isn't quite there from last year's semifinal, but oh, still sure, – yeah. but, but now it's double revenge even too because of last year's semifinal compounded – with this season's overtime loss. So double revenge, maybe even two and a half revenge. We'll see. Yeah. And when you just like, it's crazy. Just like the water dogs blew the lead in that game. They were losing all of the face-offs. They need their win play to definitely step up. And was this the game? Yeah. This was the game where Curio was taking face-offs against Nardella, which like now yeah. they at least have two, two to even it out a little bit. So yeah. Give me, give me the, give me the fucking dogs. The dogs are barking. I actually like that. Uh, if you want to root for chaos, water dogs, money line, <laughs> or actually chaos in general, not chaos LC. <laughs> oh yeah. Chaos, <laughs> chaos in its original sense of the word. <laughs> but honestly, water dogs, my line, but also water dogs by one and a half They're you know, they are plus 1.5 for plus 110 on the Barstool Sportsbook. And that I think is actually one of the sneaky money lines that, might get a lot of play. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that having that game last week uh, at Homewood Stadium, I, like I, th- I think that that was huge for getting Ryan Brown going, right? Like you he, he had to have an idea that, that the Hopkins alum was going to feel a little bit more comfortable shooting under the lights at Homewood. Um, I mean, what did, what did he have? He had four goals on, on the night. Um, so, you know, if, if Ryan Brown has himself going and you're getting the ball to him and, and Sowers is being able to draw a lot of attention to himself and then dish it off. Um, and then Connor Kelly can kind of really spread the field with his two ball, um, you know, presence. 
like, I, I think that that opens up a lot for Ryan Brown to keep kind of building off of that game that he had last week. Um, I don't know for, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, we know it. Well, you know what? G- give me, cause there there's value there. There's juice in this one. Like you're, you're at least give me, give me the water dogs, keeping it tight again. Maybe we get another overtime game. So I'll just go ahead and I'll dabble with the water dogs plus one and a half. Cause here's the thing, the whip snakes, they're four and on the season. They're yet to cover against the spread. Um, and, and, and as the old saying goes, good teams win, but great teams cover. So are the whips necessarily as great as their record would show right now? Maybe, maybe not. Um, so I, I like water dogs to cover here, um, but I'm not, not going to get ahead of myself and take them on the money line. Uh, but I, but I do, I, I would probably actually, here's the thing. If, if I were the water dogs, I'd probably leave. I don't know. Goalies are so weird. So like they do need a little bit of, of like heads up time, but like, you kind of do have the benefit of the, like being able to play this, this game last. And like, you see a couple teams who are like right around where you are in the standings, they play before you. So like if the cannons get a win, right. If the redwoods get a win, like if both of those teams win and now you're like back against the wall, like you have to win this game or else you're sitting in that, like, well, I mean, I guess if the cannons win, that means that the Chrome, that the Chrome lose, or that not that if the cannons win, that means that the chaos lose. Either way, like depending on how the other games shake out, would be if I put in Dylan Ward or not. Like if we're truly desperate to get a win, I'm like, all right, go in there, be one of the best goalies on the planet. If it's not like a we have to win or else we're in a really really bad spot heading into the All Star break, then you can kind of keep giving them that break through the All Star break. I I think he plays, but Deluca did. I've been shitting on him so. DeLuca played very well last week or did just well enough to get the, to get the dub. And like, again, I said it already. Yeah. You can't change that up after a win too. Like you can't take the net away from him after a win. Maybe, maybe you're just looking at like, they will know in practice if Dylan Ward's ready or not. And what they need is a goalie that can save at least 48% or more of the shots to get, to get a win. Cause I think that's very realistic for the water dogs right now. And again, I alluded to it already, but the last time that they played, I cannot say this enough. The last time that they played, Zach Courier was their main face-off guy, and he hasn't faced off since his Princeton days, really. So I think that Tucci will at least try to neutralize it a little bit, and he's actually done pretty well so far, and I think that he's actually proven that he can be a face-off guy or backup face-off guy in this league. So, yeah, I, I, do, I do like the dogs in this one, and I really liked what I saw last week and out of that offense. And, by the way, Sour's Curse is gone. Uh, it's gone. Congrats. Congratulations, Michael. I will never bring it up again. My one worry too was Ryan Brown could only get going with Kieran McCardle and they proved, dudes, you should shut the fuck up and stick to podcasting because we actually play lacrosse and we know it way better than you. So how about you go fucking fetch rocks, kid? Shout out to me for admitting I was wrong. Takes a big man. Takes some things. Some things. Rico Bosco, some things. Rico Bosco, Billy's yeah. shaking over there. <laughs> it's not worth my time anymore. <laughs> all right. Well, I'll tell you what is worth everybody's time is tuning into these games all weekend on ESPN plus. We've got four more games before we have uh well, we'll take next week off with the uh with a bye week, and then the following week will be the all-star game in Boston. So um, you know, we're we're going on uh pretty much three weeks until we see an actual PLL game again. So make sure that you guys are tuning into this one. Also, again, 
last little push before the all-star break let's let's try to get those numbers up on the youtube subscriptions and and all the socials so listen go go ahead tell your friends tell your family tell your enemies make sure that everybody that you know in your life is subscribed to the crease dives youtube channel uh these episodes are dropping thursday at 5 p.m. on the YouTube and Friday mornings on Spotify and Apple. Um, so make sure that you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure that you're following us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. We are at The Crease Dive on both. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high until the day we die. We out.